Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 148. It's now been three years, eight months, and 28 days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. Happy Halloween, everyone. It's cool and drizzly here in Southern California. Not sure it's the best weather for little goblins, but I'm glad to have cooler temps and reduced fire danger. After our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, I'll share what I've decided to let go of on this spookiest day of the year. Then we'll meet our three newest brave BCs, Maria S., Sunny from Taiwan, and new BC, Kathy C. BC Dave shares his and his wife, BC Kathleen's experiences with disc golf, a fun new way to exercise on the BC Bravery Sports Report. Dave also weighs in via comments on his thoughts about body image after my Oprah reaction on day 144. BC Joe sends Donnie and me her comment support after last show. Then we'll wrap up with a terrifying new feature where Mark shares a very unique, cheap, and effective way to clean your toilet ring on the brand new BC Cleaning Hacks Report. So stay tuned while we listen to Josh and I'll share with you what I'm letting go of today. But I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a history that never really grows. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a silent wind that never Thank you, Josh, as always, for that wonderful inspirational snippet. You know the air is getting cold and crisp and the moon is glowing in a strange and mysterious way. It's getting darker earlier. And as we huddle in our beds and we see the things going bump in the night. Oh, I find out that's Mark getting into the cupboard. (laughs) But this spooky time of year as fall comes and the leaves go down and the branches start to look like bones in the boneyard, my thoughts go to ghosts. Not just, you know, the spooky kind of rise from the grave type of ghosts that we see in movies or scare each other with in stories, but ghosts from my past. You know, like in A Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge was visited by three ghosts the future, the present, and the, and the past. And I realize that I have a lot of ghosts that shape my thinking, or let's say they used to shape my thinking. Like today, I was having a wonderful morning because I decided I was going to go swimming. I stayed in a hotel overnight because I had a couple of voiceover classes back to back yesterday in Burbank. And I didn't want to go to one, drive all the way home just in time to drive all the way back to the other class. So since I have some loyalty points for the hotel chain that I use all the time, I got a free room and thought, well, this will be really cool to relax and treat myself to a nice, easy evening. And I got up and I put on my swimsuit as I usually do. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I noticed that my legs are large. Now my thighs have always been large, but today for some reason, it didn't give me the same zinger in my heart to notice and say to myself, hmm, your thighs are one of the biggest parts of you. 
In fact, I started imagining if I was to draw myself as a superhero, my superhero might be thundra thighs and have massive amounts of power where I could stomp with them and cause earthquakes to get the bad guys out of my way. You know, that was really cool to imagine my flaw as a superpower. And I got to thinking like, okay, just like some people are tall and some people are shorter and some people have blue eyes and some people have brown eyes and some people have curly hair and some people have short hair and some people have no hair at all, right? Everybody's different in their genetic blueprint. I happen to have thighs that carry a lot of extra weight. That's where I put weight on, that's where I carry it. It's always been this way through all of my weights, even when I got very, very, very slender, even when I was working out as a bodybuilder. My thighs have always been the biggest part of me. So what, right? So what? That just means that that's my body type, so why? Does it feel like I'm going to absolutely die if someone says something about my thighs, even if it's myself? And that's where this whole ghost idea come in because I could remember my family innocently making remarks about my legs. I remember my friends at school making remarks about my legs. I remember strangers on the street bullying me about my legs and that triggers this flight or fight response inside yourself where you feel like you're not okay, not part of the herd, that you are an outsider. And the part that's making you an outsider is this physical attribute or circumstance that is causing others to notice and give you somewhat negative feedback or what you would consider that. And all of these memories have kind of amalgamated and together into my ghosts of my thighs past, where I feel absolutely terrified that if anybody knew that my thighs were large, that they're going to attack me and maybe throw me out of my tribe and I'm going to die. I think it's kind of part of our human experience that we want to fit in with our tribe. We want to belong, we want to be deemed worthy, Maybe it's part of attracting a mate so that the, the species can continue. Maybe it's just part of who we are as people. Maybe in our spirit, we're continually seeking out connections. And anything that gets in the way of these connections, we deem as a threat to our very existence. Well, I saw that these ghosts come from active memories of certain people in certain situations as I've described. But these ghosts are also free-forming ideas and thoughts that live in my subconscious mind that just seems to assume that this is how it is. These are not acceptable to have large thighs. This is an idea that I accept as truth or accept it as truth. But not today, BCs, not today. I said to these old ghosts in my mind, you know, I admit that many of you in the world or in my past or even low into my future may deem me not as an attractive body type because my thighs are larger than the norm, quote unquote. However, I, Lori, banish you from my realm, 
from my domain, from my mind, you can get the out of here ghost of huge thighs past because my thighs are great. They take me swimming, they take me walking. And you know, I haven't had one of these bullying incidents for a really long time. And you gotta wonder why. Is it that people don't tend to bully older ladies <laughs> close to 60 as much as they do 17 year olds or 20 year olds or 30 year olds? You know, is it that? Or this is my thought. Maybe my thighs are my superpower. Maybe as I become more confident just in myself, in all my glory, all the things that make me me, including my really large thundra thighs, I hold myself with confidence. Bullies don't pick on the people that are confident. It doesn't do them any good. Bullies at their core are scared individuals who feel that they're not worth much, and so they make themselves feel better by putting down people. And bullies are big scaredy cats. And so who is it easiest to put down? But those who have fear, those who show weakness, those who feel vulnerable and alone and not part of the herd. And I know BC's many of us, because we struggled with weight or other issues, we felt alone a lot of our lives. The number one comment I get over and over and over again on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com is, thank you, Lori, because now I do not feel alone. How many of us don't even want to talk about the parts of our body that we feel uncomfortable with or the struggles that we have or how much we're compulsively thinking about what we can eat or not eat or should eat or didn't eat or might eat or these issues that we all display in different ways perhaps but have a singular thread of we don't feel okay as we are. Now again to be clear I'm not talking about those of you who have a healthy esteem or goal to change your body for sport or for health or for your own reasons or just because it pleases you. Those reasons are not ghosts getting into your machine. No, no. Those are your own actual choices and things that you are working toward out of your own free will. And you're controlling your own destiny and you're making yourself into what you might like to be or pursuing what you might like to pursue. What I'm talking about is very different. It's where we feel pressure to change those parts of us that put us at risk because others don't like us those parts of ourselves that we no longer like for no other reason that we have learned through our society or our interactions with others that it's not acceptable. Not acceptable. Crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, when the time comes and I'm a real ghost, I'm not going to worry about how big my legs were, not at all. And today, I do feel like a superhero. The ghost of all those taunts and haunts and hurtful things that people have said to me. The ghost of all my fears of sitting into chairs and not having confidence to just move to a place where I fit better. Or not wanting to try a sport or not wanting to do something new or not wanting to be seen in public. My fear that people are going to notice my size. 
that's gone. Because it's crazy. Because I don't care how much black you dress in or how many vertical stripes you have. I mean, there are some things with fashion you can do to look a little slimmer or you can wear your Spanx. But let me tell you, most people notice your size and then they let it go. Unless they're absolute asshole jerks, people might notice through their own insecurity, but they're not going to give you much of a thought. And if they do, and if they are bully enough to say some nasty thing to you, then they have the thing to work on. They have the internal issue. Not you, at least not that one. People who are actually going to be rude to your face are pieces of work. They really are. Because what about you that matters? Truly, I believe this, absolutely truly, the part that matters is your heart and how you relate to yourself and others, how much love you have for the world, how much good that you do in the world, how much joy you bring through your own confidence. And I would love for all these old ghosts, for you and me to become Casper the Friendly Ghosts, whereby we no longer have fear, but we're proud of ourselves for who we are and we turn these haunts into power. It's time now to welcome three of our newest BCs, all of whom share outstanding bravery with us. In a rare occurrence, new BC Maria S. posted a comment on Spreaker. That's a site and an app where you can find and listen to podcasts. In fact, our show archive page on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com is the Spreaker version of its podcast player. I use it as a handy way for listeners to quickly listen to shows they may have missed. I have a few followers there, but very, very few comments. So hooray for Maria S. who posted this on the famous pathetic show of day four. You're not pathetic. You're fantastic. And I am thankful that you are sharing your podcast. Big hugs. I thanked her then, and I thank her now. Big smooches, Maria S. Without BCs like you to encourage me, I might have given up long ago, and my life would not be as rich or as fun without all of you in it. Sunny from Taiwan posted this comment on day 23. Hello, Lori. I am a listener from Taiwan. I only discovered this podcast recently, and I am currently at day 22. After so many episodes, I have finally plucked up the courage to leave a comment. I want to thank you for being so authentic. It is so difficult to show vulnerability and to not be perfect all the time. And you are unique indeed. Today I binged. It was not a full out binge and has been more than a week since my last. So even though it seems like a failure, I consider it a success. Thank you for making me feel less alone and for giving me the courage to continue this journey. I replied to Sunny. Hi Sunny, I'm so very glad to welcome you and to know that the show is helping. I want you to know that you are definitely not alone. From doing this show for over three years now, I have met and heard stories from people all over the world who face similar joys and challenges with food as you and I do. I'm also happy that you can see the positive after a binge. That is one of the most valuable skills. Binges are just messages that we need to perform some kind of self-care, bravery, facing feelings, figuring out what kinds of foods work best for us, 
get some rest, it's always something other than food. And you are taking great big steps into living your life as you would wish. Thanks again, and I look forward to learning more about you. Sunny, my dear, you are so brave. You more than earned your place today on the Bravery Report. Because it is never easy to admit to ourselves when we have been binging, let alone to others. But as you can see, that by being so very brave, you are reaching thousands and thousands of other BCs around the world and encouraging them that they too are not alone. Our next new brave BC, Kathy C, reached out in a unique way via the contact form on my voice acting site at lauriweavervo.com. She writes, Hi Lori, I just found your podcast on the web and wondered if you are still recording them. I didn't see anything after fall of 2015. I hope you are well. I'm trying to learn the same skills as you talk about in your blog and podcast. Connection with others, self-compassion, and peace with my body. Thanks for sharing your journey. All the best, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Thanks for checking out my voice acting site, too. Yes, I started recording again last February and just released day 147 last week. I think it's been three years, eight or nine months since I first started. Feel free to comment on old shows on CompulsiveOverEatingDiary.com, and I will still answer. Also, other BC listeners may reply as well. Would you be comfortable if next show I greet you as a new listener or BC, short for Brave Companion? Is that what we ended up calling ourselves? Let me know. Thanks again for reaching out. She says, Hi, Lori. Thanks for responding. Sure, I'd love to be a BC, although I am not feeling very brave at present. Where do I find your most recent podcast? Cheers, Kathy. Well, guess what, new BC Kathy C? You earned your place on the Bravery Report. <laughs> by being brave enough to let us get to know you. BCs, please stop by to today's show notes on day 148 or call the Bravery Hotline to welcome our newest BCs, Sunny from Taiwan, Kathy C, and Maria S., by the way, if you want to find all of the episodes, here's a few ways. I know for a fact they are all on iTunes and on Spreaker, and you can listen on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. On the blog, there is an episode index that takes you to the player on my site for each of the episode show notes pages, as well as the Spreaker player archive page where you can scroll to any episode I've ever published and hear it right there. It's great to check out the show notes for comments, resources, and photos that you won't find anywhere else. Also, this is probably a great time to mention that you can subscribe to get notices with links to show notes and blog posts via email on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. That feature is right under the search box in the blue square and says, Subscribe to Post via Email. It's a handy way to get an overview of each topic, click through to the show notes, and add comments to that show or blog post. Just when I thought I couldn't be any more surprised than knowing that Mark was trying yoga, I get to find out how BC's Dave and his wife Kathleen play golf. It's with Frisbees. It's a thing. Curious? I sure was. For today's BC Sports Report, BC Dave tells us all about his newest sport discovery, disc golf. It's time for the BC Bravery Sports Report. 
where brave companions share their sports and fitness challenges, personal best, and awesome experiences, regardless of how many calories were burned. Hey, Lori and other BCs. This is BC Dave. I'm calling, and you can post this. I'm calling about the BC Bravery Sports Report. Last June, my wife Kathleen and I decided to pick up a new sport. We both are very unhealthy and our knees hurt a lot. And so walking is quite painful and also I find it quite boring. But uh, a recent uh, relative of mine who recently passed away was big into disc golf. And so I went on Facebook, found some local disc golf buddies. And they gave us some hints on some equipment, which are basically just discs, and we learned how to throw them. And uh, it's not quite as easy as it seems, because you want to throw straight and you want to throw far, uh, much like the real sport of or the sport of golf when you kick, you know hit it with a stick and a ball. Anyway, um, since June, Kathleen and I have played on nine different golf courses. And we were playing nine holes at a time because that's about all our bodies could handle. About three weeks ago, I took up a challenge, and I went and I played 18 holes. And, boy, did I wear my body out. But it's been a lot of fun. I've met a lot of new people. And it gave me the courage to go out and play in a tournament. Now, I'm not a very good disc golfer, but I have a lot of fun doing it. But I signed up anyway, and this is what you call a pro-am, which is a professional or is hooked up with an amateur, me, and you go out and play. And um, this was called a a day-glow tournament. So we played 18 holes in the daylight, and uh, me and my pro, well, my pro did well. I didn't do so well. Um, We ended up about second from last. Anyway. After you do it um, the day round, you do a night round. And uh, maybe if uh, Lori wants, I will post some pictures of what a glow dark, a glow tournament looks like. But it is in the complete dark. We played by starlight and uh, some reflection off distant streetlights. We have glow in the dark rods in the baskets and uh, we put glow-in-the-dark tape on our discs and you walk around in the dark and you throw in the dark and it's a lot of fun. In fact, I put better in the dark. Um, After many holes, I took a spill and then I took another one. So at that point, I started walking with my light on, but it was a lot of fun. I've, uh, both of us have stretched our physical capabilities and we've stretched ourselves meeting new people and it's been a lot of fun. I really, really suggest that you go out and do it. It's a very, very inexpensive sport, at least here in the States, but it's a lot of fun. You meet a lot of great people. Goodbye and good luck to all. If you'd like to share your BC Bravery Sports Report, call the Bravery Hotline. You speak pipe. Or send audio of your story to Lori at CompulsiveOverEatingDiary.com. Remember, get out and have some fun. We'd love to hear about it. 
Dave, thanks so much for sharing this with us. It sounds so fun. And BC's Dave sent me some photos. Check them out and see Dave and Kathleen in action on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day 148. Donnie and I were both having an emotional time last show, so I appreciated these thoughts from BC Joe from the UK. She writes, Sending both Donnie and Lori massive hugs for the struggles and changes, the happy times, and just for being you. Thanks, Joe. Mm -hmm. BC Dave has been catching up with episodes and shared these interesting comments after day 144, the day I pondered about Oprah had to say about accepting herself over a certain weight. Hi, Lori and BCs. My life has been so busy I have fallen behind in the podcast. I think body slash fat acceptance movement has gone way too far off track. It was originally about not judging fat people nor abusing yourself because you are fat. Now it has almost become it is okay to be fat even if you are unhealthy. The truth and meaning of fat acceptance as I believe it is and should be. I love and accept me as I am. I love and accept you as you are. I, we, you want to be healthier, stronger, and live up to my, our full potential. There is always going to be room for growth and improvement. However I am, we are, you are, good enough right now. We are lovable and worthy of love. I, wherever I, we, you are in this journey called life is okay. Wherever you are going in this journey is great. At whatever speed I, we, you are traveling to your goals is good enough. Lori and all BCs new and old, I love you and appreciate you just the way you are. And this started my mind a whirling. So I answered with these memories and thoughts. Hey Dave, thanks for these illuminating comments which revved up my pondering engine. I think your point about body acceptance is pretty interesting. Does accepting yourself mean giving up? For some, that might be at least the resting point of the exercise. For me, I don't think so. My views are that each of us should follow our path in the best possible way for us. One can be healthy at a larger percentage of body fat than what is accepted as the norm. Likewise, a seemingly slender person can be very unhealthy. In addition, I got a new lesson last night because two of my very, very slender voice acting friends were comparing notes on how hard it is to gain weight. They felt cursed by their inability to retain fat and their difficulty to build muscle. They are naturally very slight. They would say skinny. My mind went almost immediately to the bitchy, oh, how sad for you to be effortlessly slim. But then I really listened. These two express the same kind of thoughts about their lack of worth because of how they see their bodies, even if they are thin. I view this journey to acceptance to be about integrating our bodies into our value, not creating our value from our bodies. I see you, Dave, as a champion at this because you are demonstrating self-love and acceptance by taking your body out for disc golf and bowling and not waiting for someday when you are the size you would prefer to live your life and explore new adventures. So many of us have been hiding, 
both under our layers and under the belief that our bodies aren't worthwhile. As has been hammered into me this last year, we never know the number of our days. So waiting for someday means we are missing out on what would give us joy and purpose in this moment. I'm also reminded of my first day in Weight Watchers, the time I lost my large amount of weight. I got weighed in and was devastated by my number, absolutely devastated. Another lady came in after me and yelped with glee. By coincidence, we weighed the same. But she had worked for over a year to lose the 100 pounds she needed to to get to my starting point. That number meant everything to her. People seeing her from the outside would see an obese woman. People seeing her spirit would see a champion. I also laugh about the number of hikers I meet on the trail who encourage me that I'm almost to the top of the mountain, not realizing how many times I've climbed it, nor that I can often beat their hiking speed if I felt like it. They see an overweight woman and assume this hiking is new to me. So part of me is happy for their reaching out to me in a positive way, but the snarkier part of me gets pissed about the assumptions they make. But in the end, I try my best to accept the positive and let the snark go. Honestly, still a challenge. Body acceptance is such a hot topic for me, which means that I myself am not okay with it just quite yet. Because I've found that when I am very secure in myself about something, nobody can shake me and I laugh it off. If my button gets pushed, it's my belief that needs work. Hmm, this is a very interesting idea for me. So thank you again, dear Dave, for sending me off on this adventure of self-knowledge XOXOXO. Then Dave had these wise words of encouragement for me. Accepting ourselves where we are is an exciting journey and it will be challenging at times. What in life worth doing isn't. Challenges can be life-affirming too. That being said, Lori, you have made lots of progress since the beginning of the podcast. I hear it in your voice. I see it in the new journeys, voice acting you are taking. When it comes to loving and accepting yourself, you are succeeding and are doing good enough. I know you will endure to the end because you believe there is always room for growth. XOXOXO. Smooches for you, dear Dave, and for your wonderful wife, Kathleen. I truly appreciate the support you two have provided for me in the show. Mm. And this is a great chance to let UBCs all know that every comment you post, every cup of virtual coffee you send, every time you choose to purchase your Amazon item through the COD link, every like for COD you click on social media of your choice means the world to Mark and me. Since we are retired, we have limited financial resources and energy for our time. We are blessed in this life and we know it. But these little gestures of support let us know that what we do with Compulsive Overeating Diary is important to you and fuels our motivation to continue on with the show. So thanks to all of you who have continued to support us in our uptimes and our down. We love you for it. Next, we wrap up with my favorite topic, cleaning. Not, <laughs> but luckily for us, Mark launches a brand new segment where he can feature his favorite house cleaning hacks and tips that you might like to try. And he would love to hear from you if you have an easier way to clean something.
Let me send ghostly shivers down your spine. Does creating a cleaning list paralyze you like a bite from one of the walking dead? Is your home, in fact, a fortified, dusty house of horrors? Never fear. Mark is here with the BC Cleaning Hack Report. Tips and tricks he's discovered to make cleaning fun. Oh, yeah! Or at least tolerable. With today's hack, here's Mark. So, honey, we're starting a brand new segment starring you. Do you want to tell the BCs what the segment's about and why we're doing it? Well... I think we're doing it because we want to uh, pass on information about how to clean stuff the easy way. Clean stuff? Well, yeah. <laughs> What's that? I Well, I think it's when you make things look like normal. Oh, you mean you put dust and clothes all over the house? No, it's when you become organized and efficient. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I do love a clean house once it's done. Yeah, I do too. But I hate doing it. Me too. <laughs> so you were telling me that you found some things to make cleaning our house a little bit easier. Yeah, I'm always, uh, you know, looking out on the Internet for tips and trying them out, and a few of them actually work pretty good. Yeah, and you found a, a really good one the other day, and you tried it out. Do you want to tell the BCs what the tip is for and what it is and how you do it? Well, right at the water line of our toilet, since we have such terrible water, we get a mineral deposit that builds up right at the toilet line. And in the past, I've used uh, pumice stone. And then I found a pumice stone that actually had a handle on it, so at least I didn't have to get my hands down in the toilet. That was great news. And then I, I read about Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid? Yes, that's exactly was my reaction. I'm going, Kool-Aid? I mean, what? who's going to put Kool-Aid in their toilet? You know, well, I want to... It's cheap enough. It's like... Ten packets of Kool-Aid for for a dollar, you know. And it has to be lemon or lime Kool-Aid or orange Kool-Aid because it has to have the citric acid in it. And you just pour it in your toilet. You just pour it in there. I like the 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 the, the uh, lemon stuff. Of course, Lori kind of gets mad because she sometimes thinks it's because I didn't flush the toilet. <laughs> I did. I said, well, that's stupid, Mark. He didn't flush the toilet. I went, man, and he smells like lemon. What's he been eating? <laughs> and so, basically, I just, I threw the lemon, like it said in the instructions, I threw the lemon Kool-Aid in the toilet. It doesn't cost very much. And I let it sit for like 12 hours. And maybe every couple hours I go swish it under the lid a little bit, and and uh, and then I left it overnight, and then okay the next morning, I came, and I swished it a little bit more, and then I flushed the toilet, and lo and behold, that ring was gone, and. I've never, ever seen anything work so effectively. And I've tried all the strong, smelly, 
solvents that you can buy and with the bleach and stuff and and none of them worked on that. I can attest to that. Now, I never worked on any of that, but I watched Mark try all of these things and he scrubbed like crazy with that pumice stone. And even that was hard. He always does a good job cleaning the toilet, which thank you, honey. Come here. Mm, I'm happy you do that. But this Kool-Aid really was amazing. It was. It, it blew me away. So even though cleaning tips sound stupid, I'm going to give them a try unless they, unless they sound dangerous. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, though, since this Kool-Aid cleans the toilet bowl so well, I kind of don't want to ever drink Kool-Aid ever again. Well, that's a citric acid, and it's only the, it's it's only on it's only on the lemon and the orange that have that. So, and you don't you don't put sugar or anything, and you get the unsweetened stuff. <laughs> anyway, the toilets look great. Smells like lemon. And we want to pass that on. And we'd love to hear from you if you have cleaning tips. If it's easy as this Kool-Aid, even I might try it. I might. <laughs> That'll be the day. BCs, have you discovered a great cleaning tip or trick? Please call the Bravery Hotline. Use SpeakPipe or post your comment or mark on today's show notes, because let's face it, Lori is not going to clean anything. Oh, yeah! Wasn't that fun? Kool-Aid in the toilet? Hmm. Kind of where it belongs in my book, but to each his own or her own, I guess. So, BCs, until next time, stay spooky, but stay safe. And don't let your inner ghosts haunt you. Turn them into your superpower. Take care, because I really, 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 really care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. And by the dawn, I'll be gone, it won't be hard